Hey guys, welcome to AfterBuzz TV. You are joining us for Speechless Season 1, Episode 22, M.A. May J, which is something completely made up. It wasn't real. <laughs> we have a special guest here today, John Ross Bowie, who plays Jimmy DeMeo. You guys, Hi. don't go anywhere. We're going to talk to him about all things Speechless. Stick around. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Thanks for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV, guys. <laughs> and we have a special guest, John Rush Bowie. Hi. Hello. Everyone Thanks say hello. for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. And we're playing um, Blitzkrieg Bop. Yes? Do we know who that's by? Yes, we do. Yes. If we're not 18 or however old you are. Um, <laughs> 28. Uh, that, uh, uh, that's the Ramones. That's the first song off the first Ramones record, and it is a, a featured in a jazzy uh, version in yes. tonight's uh, episode, uh, which was uh, uh, not something I asked for. I'm a huge Ramones fan, but I didn't ask for that. They just uh, It was sort of a gift to me from ah. the writers. Oh, it was a pleasant <laughs> surprise for you, I'm sure. Yes, very nice. Yes. All right, well, thanks for joining us, and thank you guys for joining us here at After Buzz. You guys can find me on on all social media at Suzanne underscore Kim S-U-S-A-N-N-A-H underscore K-I-M of course I have a lovely panel we've got an, a new person joining yes, us hello. right at the end of the season <laughs> so let's start at the end we're going to make our way around and then we'll get to our new guests so. hi my name is Taylor Gates you can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Ann and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore awesome. and I'm Paige Bach you can find me at H Page underscore Bach on Instagram and at Paige Kelly Bach on Twitter and I can't talk tonight, so it's going to go <laughs> it's special guest. I'm nervous, too. I'm having a hard time, you guys. <laughs> and hi, guys. You can find I'm nervous, me. too. Oh, okay, good. Well, yeah. You can find me at bthips14 on Twitter and Instagram and bthips1214 on Snapchat. Perfect. And, of course, we've got Jimmy DeMeo himself Hello. in our studio. It's a little weird. <laughs> hi. At John Ross Bowie, if yes. anyone's wondering. How are you? Yes, fine. <laughs> um, yes, thank you guys for joining us. We have an interesting episode, May J, which we were talking about at the beginning. We normally have episodes where we kind of know what's going to happen in the episode with the title. Yeah. This didn't really happen. Yeah. Stuff like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of another one, but yeah, you're from. No, the road trip um, episode, exactly. the Halloween episode, exactly. uh, the choir episode. We kind of we get like. <laughs> Exactly what's going to be coming up. We yes. tip our hand in the episode titles <laughs> usually, but uh, it's a little it's a little more complicated this week. Yeah, May J. In was... my head, it was going to be about a, something with birds. And Me I don't too. Because like bir- like blue jay, blue jay. Blue jay. jay. Oh, yeah, I was thinking it. like mayday, mayday, mayday. Oh, okay. Like you know, like Dayton, but no, both none fit. Of that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think both fit. Um, both were wrong though. <laughs> um, neither replied. Uh, okay, so our special guest Jimmy DeMeo here in the flesh. Um, I think all of us are kind of when we talked to you a little bit before. Before, before we got into the studio here, but we'd love to have the viewers and everyone joining us here know a little bit more about the audition process, the casting. Tell us about that as much as you can. <laughs> um, uh, as much as I can. I'll, I'll be as brief as, uh, as possible. Um, so it was, uh, they were casting this last year during, uh, during pilot season, which was the three or four months where uh, in the beginning of, uh, of every calendar year where the networks decide that they really want to put Los Angeles' actors through hell. <laughs> right, so yeah. uh, yes. around February, I started hearing about this show. Uh, and literally, I heard about it from a friend who was like, oh, it's this show with a, a family who's got a kid in a wheelchair. 
it doesn't sound like it's going to be very good. Oh. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> That's what you heard. Yeah, that's literally all I heard. I was like, oh, well, I don't know. And then I heard that Scott Silveri was doing it, and I'd read, I'd read for Scott for a couple of other things in the past, and I'd always liked his writing. I think he's a really good joke writer, and I think he'd done that show, Go On, with Matthew Perry. Oh, I love Go On. Go yeah. On was really yes. good, right? Good. And, Go good on was, and Go On was the kind of show that had a... Very, took a very serious topic mm-hmm. and was able to find the absurdity and the humor in that. That's very true. Um, so I went in, you know, figuring like, okay, it's, you know, it's it's the dad on a sitcom. I audition for that all the time. I <laughs> never get it. We are wasting everybody's time. <laughs> It'll be lovely to see Scott. Uh, and I go in and I'm like, hey, how are you? And I, I read and uh, and it, I guess it goes well. And everyone's like, okay, great. Thank you, John. I'm like, okay, guys, good luck with whatever movie star you talk into doing television. And... Um, <laughs> And I, and I headed out, and um, they were like, oh, yeah, they really liked you. They're going to – they have a pin in you, which is an uh, uh, awful term that you may or may not yes. have heard mm-hmm. at this point um, for our, uh, our our viewers at home who have inured themselves to this nonsense. That means <laughs> basically that if you get another job, they would appreciate you telling them about it, um, but you don't have their job. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I have a pin in me. I'm like, okay, that's fine, and pilot season goes, and it happens, and nothing – really comes of it and uh you know it's the standard uh it's now march and uh pilot season's kind of in the rearview mirror and i'm you know doing my usual sinking into a depression googling things <laughs> yeah. like too late to take the lsats you know and and uh and i get the call that they like oh they finally found the mom they were waiting to find the mom and it's Minnie driver and i was like oh i i actually know Minnie. i played Minnie's boss on about a boy this this might work out and and they're like well they'd like you to come in and, and chemistry read with her which is exactly what it sounds like uh we read. We see if we have chemistry. I go in. I say hi to Minnie. Um, uh, Minnie and I had uh, followed each other on Twitter a couple of years beforehand. Oh, you nice. know, so that's you know we have that connection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fun trivia. At the time, uh, Minnie was still doing an American accent as Maya. Uh, which floored me, by the way, because because uh, we did it's such a different character. But we did the scene. I don't know if you remember. There's a scene in the pilot where she walks in on me in the shower, and uh, she she. Uh, I'm, we're fully closed to the chemistry <laughs> let me make that abundantly clear she comes no, in and she goes I'm right aren't I and I was like oh no one warned me that they're okay <laughs> totally that we're gonna oh that's we're, we're American now and <laughs> from the Midwest okay um, and uh, but it went well it went really well and we had a, we had a really easy chemistry and, and we were cracking each other up and uh, and I got the call later that evening that they were gonna try to make it with a bigger name and uh, and, uh, and uh, but stick around you still have a pin in you so <laughs> and I know the guy, and he's a great guy, and I'm not going to give his name. Um, but he just couldn't make his schedule work, and mm. they just panicked. And uh, the night before the table read, I got the job. And That's amazing. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Knock on leather. Yeah. Pleather. Yeah. All right, oh, there's wood underneath, I assume. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's amazing. And so, how is it working with Minnie on a day to day now? Oh, it's great. Minnie and I get along really well, and um, I respect her a lot. I think she's really smart. Um, I think she's got um, just a ton of, of really diverse experience. She's done a lot of really heavy dramatic stuff, and she's done a lot of really goofy stuff too. Right. And I think she's able to bring both of those skills to the forefront on the show, and it pushes me to be better, and it, it, it pushes the kids to be better. Um, yeah, she's a. Uh, I, I like Minnie a lot. And it's just fun listening to like you know British people talk <laughs> all day. Yeah, when she said matter, I was like matter, matter. Right, it's yeah. really nice. It's yeah, just, just hits your ears in, in a better way. It really does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she says controversy. Well, like, British people get such better like 
like bursting moments, like the oi, like stuff like that. Oh, that's right. so much more fun than like those hey. were those were all hay's in the pilot script. <laughs> and they're just like, no, they're gonna be changed all oys. <laughs> and it's spelled O I, the British way, not oi O Y like the Jewish person. It's not oi vey. It's not oi vey. It's oi as in the British working class hay. Yeah. yeah, she's a she's a delight. I like Minnie a lot. She's really fun. And our kids get along too, which is weird. We actually have sons around the same age and we've had a a few pretty and both of our both of our sons are just totally anarchists and oh, good. complete that you know Heath Ledger's the Joker just want to watch the world burn and uh, so <laughs> they get together and it's a it's a grand old time well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're lucky to still be standing afterwards <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it kind of makes sense though just based on your characters you know that you guys have that side to you. That we would have right. sons to, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think you're right. I think that it does it does track from a, a writer's point of view. Um, but yeah, uh, my son Walter and her son Henry uh, got got along immediately, and it's, it's been pretty fun. <laughs> Sounds so. scary in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah, it should. It should. Setting fires together. Yeah, and... these are the guys who are going to be running the world someday. It's terrifying. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and it looks like you guys are all having fun. Like you were saying, it yeah. seems like you guys have such a good time. Um, right. You guys get along together pretty well, the cast, as a family. It the whole like. cast gets along great. Yeah, I love the kids. The kids are really, really special. They yes. are really good actors. They're genuinely funny. They're not just yes. reading lines. Well, I think what's that. special about everything, too, is that like you have these great comedic moments. But, like, everyone is also able to do these really heartfelt, like, tug on your heartstring moments mm-hmm. as yeah. well. And quickly. Yeah. Interchangeably. Well, we have 22 minutes to tell a story, yeah. you know? So yeah. the the pace, the, the, the switch from heartfelt to uh, absurd is pretty breakneck. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a sharp, there's a lot of sharp left turns on this show. And I love that because, you know, such is life, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was our, it was really early on, our second or third episode, they, they gave me this really wonderful speech about how the family's kind of bulletproof and how uh you know all these little tiny things that bother other families don't bother us because we've you know, we've been growing up with uh with uh, JJ and you know when after JJ was born we got a list of all the things he wasn't going to be able to do so right. we were able to kind of like cut the rest of the world some slack it's a beautiful speech it's one of the best things i've ever had a chance to to say out loud and then a minute later in the end of the same scene, Ray gets into the most incredibly uncomfortable, embarrassing situation with a bunch of girls from his high school. And it's glorious. And that's, again, that's life. You know, it's incredibly heartfelt and incredibly stupid. And, you know, all within minutes of each other. And it's, it's fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely see that. <laughs> I love it. And this show does a very good job at keeping it very light and you know well you know we're an abc sitcom yeah no one no yeah. you know, we're not interested in doing a you know, doing a half hour of Chekhov every week right, right, um, yeah. Uh, documentary yeah exactly um uh but yeah but it's 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 a nice balance because i actually would be really concerned if it was just heart tugging all the time right i don't really go in for a super sentimental scott silveri said something really uh really interesting when we started the show he he, he knew what he he didn't know what he wanted the show to be. He just knew what he didn't want it to be. And he didn't want it to be, like, overly sweet and saccharine. And he didn't want it to be cynical. Right. Because that's so unrealistic. It is unrealistic. Right. And, you know, we, we don't want something like that's kind of, uh, uh, you know... Uh, after school special Hallmark movie of the week kind of thing with all due respect to those genres. But in order, we'd want to do an episode of South Park. Right. Um, you right. know, so... It's hard to figure out like what you want to do by what you don't want to do, mm-hmm. but this middle ground here between Hallmark movie and South Park is our sweet spot apparently, and we're just <laughs> right. kind of finding our way through this vast field. Yeah. And it's been it's been really exciting, and I'm I'm in awe of the writers and the balance they strike just week after week, getting that 
whether we're either in the middle or we have a little, we dip one toe in Lifetime Movie of the Week and one toe in South Park, and that's how it works. It's yeah. like it's a chemistry thing, and it's it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, I never feel like the transitions between like those two like tones feel awkward either. Like it all flows so well together. Oh, I feel good. Like. Well, there's a nice moment in the in the show tonight where where JJ you know finds out he's going to have to have surgery, and it's you know it's surgery. But it's also a surgery he's had before. But at the same time, it's also surgery. And that's nothing a parent wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Speaking of somebody who's got two kids. And and there's this very quiet moment where I just lean down. I press my head up against his. And I say, listen, I have some contacts here. Would you like to name a baby? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's our act break. And I loved that moment so much. It was. And people, uh, I'm seeing people on the East Coast responding to it on Twitter already. It's just like, (laughs) it's it's kind of what the show does really well. It's just those those little gear shifts that are are really fun. Well, and especially when you have a kid like that might be in that situation is scared like as a parent I think that all you can do is try to like get their mind off of what's mm-hmm. about to happen. Oh it was great because it was supportive and it was also just kind of uplifting and calmed him down totally. I thought it was going to be like a deep moment and then it was a joke <laughs> and it was like it was perfect. You right? know and I have to give Scott credit the stage direction mm-hmm. was specifically for me to press my head up against his. <laughs> that was not my choice. That said in the script like he presses his head up against JJ's and I was like oh that's a nice moment because it gives you that misdirect because right, you think right. it's going to be this like hey buddy we're here for you and it's not at all. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And it's so Jimmy too. It's so, it's like, so oh, Jimmy. God. <laughs> Obviously. Do you, want me to, do you want me to abuse my power? What <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well right remember because you had the whole episode where you couldn't be emotional so. Right. Yeah exactly. Just gave I can't have yeah I can't have deep conversations. <laughs> totally makes he sense. can't have deep conversations. Here. That was one of my favorites. For someone that, that can't have deep conversations I feel like your character has had a lot of deep conversations throughout yeah but he'd really rather not he he has them forced upon them uh, (laughs) uh, but you have some of the sweetest moments like with the whole you know taking Dylan to the airport and Mm -hmm. showing um, Ray the building you were going to build like oh yeah yeah, all of that Mm -hmm. like you have these really great Sweet moments for someone. That the robe moment true. was really sweet too. Yeah. Oh, robe talk! Robe talk was great. I loved it. Robe talk was great. Oh, robe talk was so weird, and I loved like how so weird. how like how protective he uh, Mason was. <laughs> Mason slash Ray, mostly Mason, was about about the robe and just like how it, it was really like his thing that he wanted, and what and how everyone was just so flummoxed by it. Yeah, the Robe Talk, uh, that episode should have been called R.O. Robe Talk. (laughs) Although, I will say, I think my favorite episode of, probably of the season, and definitely my favorite Jimmy episode, is just the one where you feel like you don't have a purpose, or you're not any use to the family, and then you realize that you're the only thing that keeps everyone kind of stable within the family. Oh, the, uh, it's the, uh, the sick day one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, uh, that was an interesting episode. They've given me... You know, I, I, I've had a, I've been very, very lucky as an actor, and I've gotten to do a bunch of different stuff, but I haven't gotten to do, there's a lot of, like, quiet, gentle, quasi-dramatic stuff that I've gotten to do on Speechless that I haven't had a chance to do before, and that's really fun for me as an actor and as a person. The the sick day one was weird, because, you know, it's funny, you, you, you have someone draw circles under your eyes and powder you down, and you get into your pajamas, and you lie down all day... And six hours later, you feel awful. Yeah. You really do. It's it's purely psychosomatic, but you get it. You're like, oh, 
<laughs> and so there comes a point where like I'm not even acting anymore. I'm like I might actually have a fever. You don't have a fever, John. <laughs> you don't have a fever, you idiot. Just say the lines. But you know, you really you get into it after a point. You just sort of let the wardrobe do it for you. And if you're just lying there talking like this for you know six to eight hours, it catches up with you, man. It really does. That was a funny episode. That was a really really fun uh, thing to play. Um, Especially when we all start turning on each other about halfway into the episode and everyone gets it stuck in the sick room behind the plastic wrap yes. and Ray screaming, no, I'm like you, I'm a well. And, uh, yeah, that was really funny. There's something Hunger Gamesy about it to me. Yeah. Very. No, there's, there's something very dystopian about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like someone going to volunteer in tribute. Yeah. tribute. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Who are we going to kill off first? Who, was the, who brought it in? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're an interesting. Try not to hit my mic with my mug. (laughs) Yes, graceful. (laughs) All right. So, so getting into this episode, um, we had a few things going on. Um, We start. One of the interesting things that I that I since we're talking about Ray, he's doing his little modern dance, like Mm -hmm. interpretive dancing going on. Apparently, they have honors modern dance. The school is so weird. Yeah, right. I, was like, just school, I feel like right? did anyone notice? No, that I feel honors? like in the beginning of the show, I was questioning some of the school stuff. Now I'm just like, you know what? Sure, it, it seems legit. Okay, yeah. Don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a. I mean, they're kind of making fun of of those schools, those public right. schools that are in neighborhoods that are so wealthy that they might as well be private schools. Exactly. Right. You know, right. and and it's not too much of a stretch to suggest that there would be a phys ed elective. Yeah. <laughs> called Honors Modern Dance Honors. that you could maybe get in there for an easy A. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So you're saying, sorry. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I would assume that he went through a prerequisite for that. So oh, definitely. He's doing pretty well there. But um, we also saw Sports Ray, which I like had a title. Sports Person. Sports I love person. Yeah. Yeah. Sports, sports Person. person. Yeah. Not because, a sportsman. Because he ran once. Right. So now he's a sports now. person. Ran, ran once and beat a sister. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have actually really fun video on my phone. I'll post it later tonight of um, the golf cart chasing uh, 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 Kyla and Mason down oh, the street, the- filming no nice. filming the race sequence. I would love to see um, that. Like the middle of the night in Cheviot Hills. Uh, we have a lot of night shoots for a show with three kids. We have a lot of night shoots, and um, uh, the. Um, uh, the golf cart's just speeding the lawn behind them. It's 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 cute video. It's a fun little behind the scenes thing. That's so That's cute. funny. Uh, and then so that leads to smart Dylan because uh, she doesn't want to be beat out or she wants right. to take race thing. Yeah, you can say anything about Dylan, but if she's gonna do something, she's gonna do it all out. Right. I what, love her. What was her whom line? Because it was so amazing. It was like. At whom are you it looking was at? Whom are you looking at? Not at? No, no, not at. At whom are you looking? Are you you, don't, looking? you, you can't right end it with a preposition. That's right. the whole point. You're totally right. Yeah, I learned it, that. <laughs> Otherwise, she would be smart. <laughs> yeah, right. At whom are you looking is... We have um, sports page. And <laughs> it's really one of my... Uh, she gets so many... She gets so many great lines and she knocks them out of the park yes, week really after week. I would love to know, is, is that a little actress? Is she anything like Dylan? Because Dylan's such a specific, interesting, odd little girl... What is she no, like? <laughs> uh, Kyla's a sweet kid. Yeah, Kyla's a really sweet kid. Dylan's disturbing. In a way. Dylan is disturbingly <laughs> aggressive. Very aggressive. Profoundly dumb. <laughs> if you actually, really? when every once in a while, no, Dylan says incredibly dumb things. <laughs> well, there's the episode a few weeks ago where she goes, "No, seriously, one time I got decapitated." I'm like, no, that's All not right. a thing. <laughs> But she can, she can get away with the, that stuff though because she just says it with such certainty. Like such she's so she just doesn't care straight. at all what anyone thinks. She's mm-hmm. constantly misusing literally. Yeah, yeah it's they, like <laughs> it's like those uh, you know toddlers when they're like, no, this is right, and you're like, you have no idea yet. Right. Yeah, but yeah. she owns it with that sort of just belief. Mm-hmm. What great. what what Kyla has in 
Kyle's incredibly smart, incredibly kind, incredibly sweet. Mm-hmm. She has a certain uh, a certain confidence about her that she brings to uh, to Dylan. But what one of my favorite things about Dylan is how she just loves being a DeMeo. Mm-hmm. You know, if that means that we go out and we raid dumpsters or we sneak into a country right. club or like she yeah. never questions this. Shameless. She is in it all the way. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's almost it's both shameless and it's a little bit like the TV show Shameless. Now that you mentioned yes. it. And yeah. that she's just like, this is what we do. This is how we roll. Raise an embarrassment. Let's do this. And yes. um, another fun thing about Kyla is that um, she has she well, she's been on Walking Dead. You know, she, she, right. that was her big break was, was being on Walking Dead. And I was very excited to meet her because I'm a fan of the show. <laughs> um, but she has, because of that, she's seen films that I didn't see till I was in college. Like, she's a 14-year-old girl who's seen Silence of the Lambs. And I <laughs> don't know if that's okay or what. But she has this incredible breadth of knowledge about horror films that is adorable so she's a little scary then so she, there is there okay. is something but again okay. it's ma- it's it's covered in this incredibly sweet package um but yeah maybe she's that a psychopath is. i don't know I, I i love the kid to pieces though she's, she's a, a great kid i feel like i want to see an episode where someone like tries to make her be sweet and girly and she's just hating it mm. well there was one episode where she she has her one. first crush she has her first crush but i just like have this like, vision in my head of her being dressed in, like this pink poofy dress and her just like Yes. Right, right. Yeah. I love the the one where she like wears her things backwards and they're all trying to copy her. So we had a little bit of that. She tries yeah, exactly. The mean girl episode was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was that was really interesting. That was an interesting little insight to her character and how she was sort of a reluctant leader of them. Mm -hmm. Um and I also love that the clothes are all stolen from uh, confiscated <laughs> luggage. Yes. Absolutely. If I may bring it back to my character. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, for a while we were wondering, what Yeah, we does were seriously Jimmy wondering do? how the family got money. I remember, I remember this show specifically. I remember After Buzz <laughs> yes. being very concerned about that. And I was like, wait. I'm like, do wait for it. It's wait coming. for it. What's, what are they the doing? The answer is coming. You know, it's funny. I, mean, I would not put it past Maya to just be like, Somehow getting money out of people in some obscure way. Right. Okay. Offshore accounts, something <laughs> like. Um, or like running very long cons. It's basically yes. her character from The Riches, yes. but it's now, she's now in, in Newport Beach uh, drifting for her kid. Right. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, uh, I I knew uh, after the pilot, they, they figured out, because well, I was like, I got to know what I do for a living. Right. I don't, the viewers don't need to know, but I really need to yeah. find out what I do for a living. And uh, they're like, we got you a, a terrible job. And I'm like, great, talk to me about it. And they're like, you're a baggage handler and you're, can I curse? Yeah. Uh, you seem a little hesitant. Okay. You can't, um, I just have, like, you just have yeah. to censor it on YouTube if you do so, like younger people couldn't. Watch. Fair enough. I will, yeah. I will censor myself. It's um, not spontaneous anymore. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, now my wings have been clipped. Um, <laughs> they, they gave me the job of the guy who handles uh, baggage and baggage complaints at the airport because it ties okay. into Jimmy's superpower, which is able being able to absorb uh, tons of other people's S-word. Ah, yeah. Just yes. tons of it. He mm-hmm. can just take abuse all day long and it slides <laughs> off his back or he goes and screams it out. But it's part of, of like the inherent coolness right. in this character. That's very true. I mean, that's a very good trait that not many people can have. Exactly. And it informed the six episodes before any of you guys knew... 
what Jimmy did for a living, I was like, Jimmy's superpower is that he He's can take it. tons of abuse. Yes. yes. That's the thing. You're Which definitely he does. bullied by yeah. your family. Yeah. And I, I, and I, I. You I, seem to part that onto Ray a little bit. I know, exactly. <laughs> um, Ray needs to come to me, come with me to work, too. Um, the, so it was interesting, but I, I kind of love the fact that they weren't in a huge rush in terms of the exposition. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, listen, viewer, when you need to find out, we will let you know. And we've been back to the airport like three times. There's a scene at the airport that got cut from tonight's episode. Um, actually, a fun scene where I go to buy a sandwich at the food court at the airport, and I'm there every day, and the guy does not know me. I'm like, I'll have my usual. Oh, and he's right. like, your usual? My, just give me the number three. So part of we don't have a number you three. Don't have juice. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it, was, it was one more. I was going to say, because that's where he would have it. It's one more beat of him being <laughs> thwarted, and they just I think they just cut it for time, um, and then we just went to, straight to the hospital where he's a king. Um, <laughs> but the uh, it was interesting. Um, but I, I love the fact that they were very patient with the exposition I think it's something that the show does pretty well is it just gives you just enough information you know here and there and there's still tons of stuff that we know just in terms of JJ's diagnosis and all sorts mm-hmm. of backstory that we still have to get to um, we've sort of touched on like how did these two people end up together? Right. Um, we've we've right. sort of just <laughs> gently brushed up against that but we don't know what the hell she's doing in Orange County Right. Mm-hmm. What this yep, beautiful British woman with a vaguely posh accent is doing in Newport <laughs> Beach. That isn't right near Hermosa. I don't know right. how that happened. Um, but we'll get there. Yeah, those, I think those I are the things that. that we've been wanting all season. And I, I knew I, in the bottom of my heart, I was like, I know they're, they're just like holding that back for us because we're going to get it in like a later season. Like they're waiting. They don't right. want to put too much out yet. That's I'd great. love to. If, I'll, I'll go on record right now. I'd love to do a flashback episode where they, they dye my hair black again and we figure out like what the origin story of all these people are. I'm in it for that. I'm that here for that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm all about a flashback okay. episode. Um, and uh, we have a tons of Friends writers on the show. Oh. So And Friends did great great it's flashback episode. It's actually very interesting that you bring that up because it is kind of written in the same way. Because Friends didn't give all the answers either. Mm-hmm. And that's like how they were able to go on for so for long. Seasons, it always yeah. makes it funny. They, they had a long game plan. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the, right. the flashback episode where you find out that you're either, whether it be after the fact or before the fact that you're having a mentally challenged child. Right. Two things about that. Um, uh, uh, I, I push back very dis- uh, respectfully. Um, as we mentioned last week, uh, JJ is uh, is cognitively typical. Sorry, yes. No, 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 no it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's a minefield. Listen, the language surrounding disability is a minefield that we <laughs> run through like idiots every week. Right. Um, I'm actually going to get in trouble for using the word idiot. Watch. <laughs> um, but, um, and the other thing is that cerebral palsy, there's no there's no prenatal screening. It's uh, it's something that that uh, often happens during uh, during the process of birth. They, birth. There's some sort of uh, uh, problem with blood oxygenation. I'm not the best guy to be explaining this. Um, but we but, got the main points. But yeah, so it's not a, um, there's no amount of genetic screening that could, could warn you for it. Um, but yeah, we had a, no, don't think I can talk about that. That will hopefully, if we get another season, that's, that's stuff that we will, we will deal with down the pike. But it's a, um, they have a, a very interesting way of, uh, of, uh, uh, Exposing that that information as we as we go further into the stories. Yeah, I think I just want to see all these like things because I just know that Maya and Jimmy are just. I feel like they would just handle stuff so much differently than you would expect anyone to handle some 
yeah. situation. So I wanted to see how they would handle it. Yeah. It's really, um, I think it's very interesting. I think it rings very true. And uh, I've said too much already. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, um, yeah, and, and just, and, you know, it, it's interesting. We, we've actually gotten some, some tweets from people who, you know, love the fact that we kept having kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that we've got two, that JJ's our oldest. We've got two younger, right. which is the case in Scott Silveri's family. His, his older brother, Gregory, is the one with uh, CP who's nonverbal, yep. and he's, he's older than Scott. I was just going to say, that's probably why it's done in such a good way of mixing the satire and, like, the satire and what's, you know, and what's comedic. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was like serious? a Johannesburg yeah, uh, pronunciation. Like of, uh, yeah, she has an it's accent. a good night for my speech. <laughs> so between, like, the satire and then the really serious moments, it's probably got such a good balance because it's based on such real experience. Yeah. I, I think he's he he starts from a place of what really happened and then goes to places of what would have been funnier um what are maybe some logical extensions to this Mm. and um i think they kind of worked backwards on this episode there is of course a a wonderful goodfellas homage where i walk through the (laughs) the hospital and everybody knows me and it's like the copacabana scene in (laughs) in the scorsese movie and i think they actually worked backwards from that like wouldn't it be funny if we did like a goodfellas homage with jimmy at the hospital how would we get there Well, maybe so Jimmy has a friend amazing. who's really connected at, at places where you're supposed to be connected, and, and it's it's the whole process is really, uh, or process, as Minnie would say, is uh, is is pretty. Or me tonight, would say we don't know. Okay, okay, yeah, who knows? Um, uh, it's uh, it, it's interesting to see how the stories come together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, going into that, let's let's talk about him real quick. Um, Jimmy has a new. BFF or BF? Or date? Is I don't know. We have a mandate. We have a mandate. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fine line there. <laughs> a mandate. It's like that I yeah. love you man fine line of like, are we dating or are we becoming best friends? Right. It's a profoundly, as, as a father, it's a profoundly realistic thing to be shoved into like, hey, our kids are friends. Right. Maybe we'll really? be friends. And that's. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Because totally. if your kids are friends, you're going to have to see each other and be around each other so. so you get set up on a mandate you Whoa, get set up I on, on dad that. dates dad all dates. and stuff like that my best friend growing up my mom and her mom are still yeah, best same. friends I'd yeah. love to be a fly on the wall on a dad yeah. date that sounds well, interesting it's a very real th- I've been very lucky in my in my real life of like the dads of my daughter's friends and my son's friends are for the most part pretty cool hey Johnny good Henry, yeah, I mean, there you go. shout outs if you're watching shout outs uh, I'm imagining John Setson what's up good to see ya <laughs> Um, I've been very, very lucky about the guys I've, I've, I've gotten to know, but it's a crapshoot. You know, you're, 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 the only thing is in, in, you have in common is that your daughters get along. Right. So, so I, I responded to that and, uh, uh, that idea of, of going on a, basically a blind date with a, a dad from the school. And so then, funny. uh, I was just over the moon that, uh, Paul F. Tompkins was playing the part. Yes. Because yeah. Paul's terrific. And so you, you knew him prior to this? Paul and I have known each other through the through the the comedy world for years. We worked together a couple years ago doing a series of web videos for the 2012 Ford Focus. Not a joke. <laughs> Whoa! That's Look crazy. it up. Interesting. Um, where I played a representative of the Ford Motor Company, and Paul F. Tompkins was the voice of an orange puppet named Doug. Uh, and uh, we did a a bunch of uh, a bunch of videos where we literally like. With with Doug in the in the uh, uh, passenger seat and me driving the new Ford Focus, we drove around <laughs> Los Angeles and gave people rides oh and shot these videos of and some of them were real people real and we people, had and, and, and some of them were plants, but some of them were just real people we picked <laughs> off of Hollywood Boulevard, oh which is a terrible idea. And um, what we shot like. 
God, we shot like 25 videos. We flew to Detroit and shot a bunch of stuff there. So Paul and I had this really weird gig together about five years ago where he's the voice <laughs> of an orange puppet. <laughs> and I'm getting all this Ford swag, but not a car. Um, <laughs> I got like all these Ford t-shirts and stuff. And, um, uh, you know, you have a gig with somebody like that right where where you know it's like oh we're going back to the orange puppet videos uh, here we go <laughs> you develop a bond yeah right you know Definitely. you get really close with somebody when you're when you're you know doing something that strange yeah giving <laughs> rights to strangers yeah yes, i would say um, so. <laughs> so paul and i became pretty fast friends then and uh and just to get to play with them again was really fun you oh, can look sorry. them up by the way the videos are still online yeah. <laughs> uh the uh, ford focus doug i think was probably your your best search term oh, or okay. my name That's in great. ford focus and uh, you'll get to see that dynamite Tompkins Bowie chemistry at play. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you could see it in the episode. You guys got along. I totally believe that this is, you know, a little great. awkward, but it was funny because he starts off coming off as the worst person. He calls someone else, so he's the worst. It was so funny because you're clearly awful, but then he ends up being kind of the best in he's a way. He's just a generous guy. He's just weird. a really he's so kind, amazing. Yeah. And he's it's fun, too, because he's... You, you kind of think, when I read the part, I was thinking they're going to cast some, and I was fine with that, some, you know, really tall, cut, good-looking guy in this, you know, kind of, you know, open, uh, open shirt, you know, checking everything out, you know, uh, you know, uh, Scott Foley in his mid-30s or, or uh, Josh Duhamel kind of guy, you know, like, okay. like, do that, fine, that makes sense, that's a funny way to do it, but I love that they, they cast this sort of off-type alpha male yes. to do it, and uh, and Paul Paul just destroys. I hope we have him back. I really I hope love, we have him. That's what I was thinking when we ended the episode. I want to see Well, because you have Maya's, like, girl group, kind of. And we've seen mm-hmm. you with, like, the other dads, but that you don't really, like, like them. I don't really yeah. like them that much. I didn't see that and happening. And we've, uh, we've seen Jimmy with, like, the other friends. Remember when Oh, the, B, the B-list of his friends? Yeah, the B-list friends. So we only got to meet one friend so far and barely meet him. That was actual friend. Because he were like, oh, you weren't supposed to be on this list. Cool, Doug. Cool, yeah, Doug. Cool, cool, Doug. You're not supposed oh, to be here. I'll call you. Yeah, um, we've met we've met Jimmy's uh, uh, the other special needs dads who just Jimmy's not that into um, his B list of friends, which was Ray uh, it was what was it Dylan's old karate teacher, yeah, right. a landlord from three apartments ago. There's like, people it. that you have to be friendly with for some reason or another. Or their contact details stay in your phone. Exactly, right. the people who are existence. still in your phone, and you're like, oh, what am I? Um, and those are the people he it gets involved in Ray's pyramid scam. <laughs> That was a fun episode too. They're all fun. It's a fun. It's a fun gig. It's funny because it's all true to character. It's like the things that Jimmy does. It's like, oh my god, that's so Jimmy. You know. Well, he he. The thing where we've sort of found, because um, initially we we're just like, okay, Jimmy's cool. Jimmy's the center. He's the center of gravity for the for the family on a number of levels. But he also goes off on these adventures. Uh, if you remember the supermarket episode with yes. the uh, the mm-hmm. uh, banjo cola yeah. uh, uh, that we with Dylan we basically shot it as an action movie with the two of us running <laughs> all over the backs of a real that's all a real super a real, a real stinky back room of a supermarket in Highland Park um, where we spent four of our five production days in every nook and cranny of this of this supermarket that was still open and functioning so there'd wow. be like two registers open and then we're taking up the third one. <laughs> Um, wow. We just could not find a supermarket that would let us have the whole place. Right. So we would like we'd have little pockets like, sorry, we're shooting produce right now. Could you guys keep it down? <laughs> so that was our week. Um, but yeah, he gets into these little adventures, and it's so fun to play. And our season finale, without giving too much away, uh, he is uh, once again his partner in crime is young Dylan, and uh, they get into uh, 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 trouble around the country. I'll leave it at that. Ooh. Yeah. 
Ooh, but we shot it all in LA. We all each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're all like, what is it going to be? Yeah, we all looked at each other like, ooh, okay. That's the one that thing that I think we've, we've never really been able to predict that well what's going to happen next. Yeah. Well, it's, that's good to hear. You never know what you're going to get with this. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. Yeah. We're like Scandal that way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, every so show has predictions. Later. Every show yeah. has predictions except for ours, and they're always like, did we miss it? And we're like, we just, we don't I, know. I, yeah, yeah. All, <laughs> we can, all we ever do, I feel like, is like not what's going to happen. It's like, well, I would like to see. Right, yeah, we talk about what we want. And it's mostly people coming back. Right. Different characters. We're like, I'd like that one to come back. Yeah. um, Like, we we wanted um, the girl to come back. The one that... Riley... The the Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Yeah. The crazy girl from last week? No, no, no. The one that uh, JJ was asking out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh the God. tall one. Uh, oh, the tall one from the prom. No, not, not her. The one not from the, it was the beginning of the season. It Two episodes, like, uh, she had a recurring... What was her name? Yeah, yeah. she, oh, she had like a broken leg. In the crutches. And and she, oh, yes. she snapped both her ankles. She's a yes. gymnast and she yes, snaps both her ankles and, and she ends up in a wheelchair. Her right. and the girl that Ray had a crush on were the two that we want to come back the most because we just want to see them interact with I them. need a little bit more about the girl that Ray had a crush on. The, mean... one, the one that was uh, dating a guy at the beginning of the show and then oh, she uh, broke up with him oh, and then yeah. the Halloween episode. Dylan Katf- is he, that like, the one Ray Dylan? goes after her. The actress is uh, Lukita Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely Emily. That was her first credit, actually. Our pilot was yeah. her first credit oh, and then wow. she came back and did like two or three more. Um, I was partial to the uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl from the Oscar episode, <laughs> who was fantastic. She's, and that whole, that that whole arc about how uh, he tries to play himself off as a Manic Pixie Dream Boy yeah, and breaks yeah. a window at his school. I think I just want to see right with, the, with the first crush girl because of the fact of, like, he did ask her out. Like, I think both of these facts, like, they asked him out, they got turned down. So where do we go now? Because mm-hmm. we're still in the same school with them. You know, that's a very realistic thing that happens in high school, especially in college. Without saying <laughs> anything else, I strongly encourage you to tune in next week. Ooh, I'm so excited. Well, we'll definitely well, we will. Yeah, well, it's your job. Later. But yeah, but you too, America. Right. All so, five or six million of you. It's hard. <laughs> Network TV in 2017. It's hard. Five or six million is respectable. <laughs> You're right. Um, so real quick, talking about characters that we yeah. wanted to come back. The principal came back in this episode, which yes. is exciting. We hadn't seen her in a while. Aaron Hinkle. She's so funny. We haven't seen her in a while because she's been doing Homeland. She, I guess she's That's a bad why. guy on Homeland. And, um, <laughs> but that crazy? So bad guy. Doing... Interesting. Uh, yeah. Multiple series yeah, of bad guy. She's terrific. She's oh. Marin is a genius. She's awesome on she had. She was on our first day of shooting the pilot. Um, she had this massive speech where she's in front of the school welcoming us and mm-hmm. we have changed it from the pirate with its images of sexual violence to the sea slug who has oh, both right. male and female <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> and she did so this crazy. and we were all like, this woman's a genius. Oh my God. <laughs> she... She's... Yeah, they gotta lock her down. We have to. We gotta give her a contract. She or makes something. such great. strong comedic choices. Like, yeah, they That's... they get me every time. I'm like, how do you pick up a piece of paper and make the decision she makes? Mm-hmm. Just every facial expression, everything is just she's a really strong actress. That's just such I an LA her. thing, though, too, to like uh, for us to be like, oh, why didn't they bring her back? And then it's like, oh, because she she's has on another, another job. <laughs> yeah, right, I know, yeah. right? Right. Um, <laughs> it's such an LA thing. Like, oh, she's terrific. <laughs> she should be on the show more often. Well, you know, listen, she's got to make a living. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a delight. And uh, fun trivia, without giving too much away. She uh, she lives near where we shoot the house. Oh, very cool. The exterior cool. of the house. She actually lives right near it. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. crazy. So if we all want to stalk her. Oh. Uh, but I have not told you what neighborhood that is. <laughs> so she just walks on right to set. Uh, okay, so we have JJ who, um, well, we find out from the principal that I guess Kenneth is going to have a month off or a couple months off for summer. Yeah, summer off. Summer. Yes. He gets a summer break. Yes, yeah. while we're off of the season, well, I guess. Um, I guess he just must 
pick up more shifts at the supermarket. Then. <laughs> right, right, which we also want to get back to. Um, so JJ wants to go to camp, which is 10 weeks, by the way. That was, uh, is that not is that normal? 10 week camp? That's long. Right? Camp, camp. Like, is, camp is long. I don't yeah. know everyone done week camp, but eight, eight that's was about the, two, two and a half months. Even that's yeah. a long time. Eight was the majority for when I was, I only went for four. Right, um, four months. I feel two like, weeks. I feel like 10 weeks is more understandable for like a day camp. Like where you're not spending the night and stuff. Oh, and you get get to go home at night. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, my I know mom kids. I know kids that are in like peace. long summer camps go. for like, and they're just you know three hours of the day. Right. Yeah. Right. No, she, the, he's uh, yeah. He'll be gone for that for ten weeks, immersed. and you'll you'll find out more about the camp uh, next week. But yeah. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's so I'll come back. Oh, I was like, okay. Cool. So we have that going on. Um, <laughs> Episode's called CA Camp, so I'm not really oh, okay, spoiling okay, anything right. there. Okay. Right. Awesome. So we have JJ asking Kenneth to manipulate Maya, and we get. What was it? J.I. and Paya. And then we get Kenneth being just way over the top with trying to sell this thing to Maya. Right, right, right. He blew it. It was going so well, and he blew it. His poeticness just... I love I love that scene. You know, it's funny on on this show. Obviously, I only see the stuff I'm in. It's not like a multicam where right. you where oh, you're right. there all night watching the taping. So I really only see. So half the episode is a surprise to me. Mm. So that wonderful moment where he starts uh, riffing off of the board, and uh, yeah. and then when he finally stops, he looks for Maya and then looks up, and that's when we reveal she stood up. And uh, it's just a wonderful... Gita Patel was our director this week, uh, and she's uh, terrific. And, and she had her work cut out for her because she had that time-lapse scene and that massive fake right. tracking shot cut into four pieces going through the hospital. Mm-hmm. She really had like a 22-minute movie to make this week, and she rose to the occasion. She was terrific. Yeah, yeah. Cedric is brilliant in that scene. Real quick, since you were mentioning that, the yeah. hospital shot, you said that you were there all day, and it seemed like that little montage Goodfellas homage thing, that was pretty choreographed and it Had seemed to be really super tightly timed. choreographed and done in four chunks it's they, very la la land was very uh, very la la land <laughs> yeah, yes yeah, right very <laughs> la la land um uh uh very yeah it was um anytime they close in on my back there's a cut mm. um so that's how we we cheated it and there's one point where i actually go into what is what i know to be a closet and emerge in an, in an operating theater and uh because they were just trying to like make the best use of the space possible. Right. Um, so, but anytime they go on my back, that's a cheat and that's a mm. cut. So you can you can count. It's done in three. It's actually three big chunks. But even still, those those chunks were huge. And a lot of stuff going Everyone's got to be there at the same time and doing what they're supposed to do, or else we have to go back to the beginning and start. Yeah, one right. miss one miss hand um, high five. Exactly. Exactly. That's Restart. it. The whole thing's blown, and we have to go all the way back to the door of the hospital. So it was pretty intense. Exactly. Um, uh, but really fun. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies. Um, I'm a, I'm a 46 year old white guy. It's <laughs> we all love Goodfellas. But um, it's uh, so when I, I found out that we were gonna uh, we were gonna do an homage, I was super excited. It was really fun to shoot. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like a hard work, and like yeah. a tough day, sweat. Yeah. Um, but it looks like fun. My really favorite fun. part was the the baby. The baby coming out. Oh, it's a boy. Good eye, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. that was that was pretty yeah. amazing. I was great. walking by. It just was like it took a step up every time, and I was like, "Yes, right? that yeah. was great." And, and, and then high fiving, high fiving the uh, the the comatose patient was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we are at the hospital, and we find out that JJ had dislocated his knee, needs knee surgery. Yeah. That that reaction that he gives, that Micah gives, when you know they tell him he needs surgery again was so like defeated and also you could tell that it's something that he had been through before you know that the character you know 
it just wasn't like new news. It was sort of disappointing and just, oh, okay, this again. And I loved seeing that on his face. He played that very well. He played it really well. And, you know, uh, without getting into details, you know, Mike has got stuff he can pull from, you know. Mike has got, got uh, experiences in hospitals that he can, and with doctors, where, um, you know, there's there's different shades of bad news. You know, there's really terrible mm-hmm. news and there's like minor inconvenience news and there's this again news and he's he's got a face for all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's interesting to watch him. His mom's on set a lot, um, you know, just hanging out and, and um, uh, he's he's pretty self-sufficient, but you know, she's around a lot. We talk a lot about you know, the stuff he, he, he's been through and um, he's got a wealth of experience and authenticity to bring to the role and I think it really shows in that scene. Absolutely. Yeah, with any special needs kid, you're going to have hospitals and therapists in your life. Yeah. And it's it's something you have to work through and that's, I love that he gets to use this as an outlet of working through mm-hmm. yeah. it. It's amazing. And one thing that I do want to say about this episode that I really loved because we've spoken a lot about JJ becoming more independent and how we haven't seen that and how it's really starting to happen. This episode, it really happened. And I kind of, we always spoke about that, how he was so dependent on Maya and Maya was so dependent on him. And yeah. I just really loved seeing him take initiative to be independent, like after he met his mentor friend, we were talking about that. Um, oh, the great Zach Anna. Yeah. yeah. And then it was kind of great to see him crumble because it's strength beyond a normal kid's strength. Right. And then it was kind of good to see him weak because I don't think we often see that. And then watch Maya step in and it kind of explained the relationship for me in a better way and it made me understand why it's important he becomes independent but it also just it was beautiful and showing how they were both growing well, through I mean, this he's, episode he's absolutely learned to kind of let Maya depend on him because she needs that so whether or not he was That's ready right. to move on, he like was like, I have to do this for my mom. Right. Because she lets her. Me, so. It's a it's a complicated and not always healthy relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think this episode addresses that in a in a responsible but still funny way. Right. Uh yeah. That's it's funny you, you, you point that out. Anytime we show um anytime we show Micah's vulnerabilities, there's always this little tweet storm of mm. um, oh my god, I'm so glad they showed that. You know, it can be something as simple as me like lifting him up from physical therapy and putting him back in the chair right. but and that's in like the corner of the frame behind what's actually happening happening but just the fact that we've shown it um people really respond to that it's stuff that i, I completely take for granted mm-hmm. or right. or don't realize is such a big deal rather mm-hmm. and and people are like well that's a thing i've not seen on tv before that is part of my life i love that and it's it's pretty neat it's very moving yeah, yeah it's cool. great i mean this show is is definitely like very groundbreaking and in the fact that we've not seen anything like this on television yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know TV's becoming more progressive now in terms of, like, you know, gender and people that are challenged in any way. You know, it's just, I think TV's become more open to that, but it's also kind of amazing if you think back about any sort of show or movie that touched on anything about someone with, like, physical challenges or whatever they were. Generally, it was an actor pretending. You know, mm-hmm. that they sort of had challenges. Yep. And I just think it's so the refreshing. Number, the number is 95%, apparently. Wow. wow. crazy. Of disabled characters on television are played by able-bodied wow. actors. It's so, it's so rare to have people writing and creating the show that have this experience and then have an actor who's actually having the experience, yeah. too. Yeah. It just brings a great touch to it, and that's probably why it's... I mean, I think that's the why tone people, of the show is yeah, something that's... why that's, people are connecting with it yeah. so well. And what's great is that we have really solid comedy writers who have stuff like this going on in their lives too mm-hmm. so these are people mm-hmm. with the comedy chops who also can bring a certain amount of life experience and authenticity uh, to it there's a few people in our writers room uh, aside from scott who have members of their family either children or siblings with uh, special needs 
and uh, and they're able to uh, you know just sort of rip from the headlines of, of their own lives, and I, I think that that helps the show a lot. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way it and should it be done. And helps the people that watch the show too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. Um, this went by so quickly, guys. It's already past eight o'clock. This went so fast. Oh goodness! Thank, oh goodness! Thank so you it is. So much for joining <laughs> us. My pleasure. This is yeah. This has been a really great talk. I think we got to know a lot about the show. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Please, please, you guys, um, like our video and send John some tweets and let him know how much you enjoyed watching him here on AfterBuzz TV. Um, real quick, we're going to tell everyone where we can uh, where we can be found and where you guys can join us, and then we'll be back next week. So, talk to I'm Taylor Gates. You can find me on Twitter at alphaba underscore Ann and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. And I'm at Paige underscore Bach on Instagram and at Paige Kelly Bach on Twitter. Yes. And you guys can find me at bphips14 on Twitter and Instagram, bphips1214 on Snapchat. And on Sunday, you can find me on Popcorn Talk, our sister network, on my show Broadway Breakdown, where we're going to be discussing hair. Awesome. And John, where can they all find you? At John Ross Bowie across all platforms. Guys, it's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Paige? You're a natural. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) You can find me at Suzanne underscore Kim, S-U-S-A-N-N-A-H underscore K-I-M. And I'm just about to go into the after show for Scorpion, so join us here for that. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week for the last episode. See you guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 